Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, guys. Um, you would think after working with first graders all my life, practically, that talking in front of adults would be okay, but... <laughs> It gets kind of scary. Anyway, the reason I'm here is tomorrow my husband's having carpal tunnel surgery on both hands. And he's not wanting to be a burden on me. And I told him, I said, you know, 40 years later, you're not going to be a burden on him. Hopefully. <laughs> so I'd like you to keep him in your prayers tomorrow that things go smoothly. And keep me in your prayers that he doesn't end up <laughs> who knows where. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's, it's hard. He's had 30-some surgeries, and they don't seem to get any easier, and I can't say, you know, that I don't understand. But if you would remember him especially and me, I would really be grateful. Thank you. Also keep Dick's sister Betty in your prayers. He had, or she had surgery on her back on Wednesday, so pray for healing and for relief from the pain and keep her in your prayers. And I have some announcements. Thank you all for the bringing the Operation Christmas Child boxes. We had 23 of them that I delivered to Cross Point Church of God. So give yourselves a hand. They, they are the collection area or collection church for this whole area. The lady told me last year they had over 5,000 boxes just from this area. And they, <laughs> that was a blessing. And uh, they had, when I walked in, there was there were people lined up unloading cars of families, bringing some in, some from other churches. And uh, they had it all organized. You set them on tables. They had people off to the side with those big cardboard Samaritan purse, or purse boxes, yeah. And uh, they were just piling them in there as people brought them in and sealing them up. So they were collecting all week. And I think Monday might have been the first night of collection. So thank you for that. So we did sort of an international mission show. We're going to do a local one the next two weeks. Laura Alsop, as you know, works at a daycare. And so we collect mittens or gloves and hats for her daycare. Um, they can be for the children, but they also pass them out to families if they notice someone needs gloves. And I'm thinking the way the weather is right now, people are going to be struggling to find their gloves. So the next two weeks, bring them, hang them on the glove tree back there in the corner. And uh, we'll deliver those in a couple of weeks, so I appreciate that. Also, the Festival of Trees is a fundraiser for the Baby Fold. Today's the last day, and um, Susan has four tickets back there by uh, where you give your offering. For anyone that would like to go, it does end at 4 today. It's at the Interstate Center. So if you're interested in doing that, be sure you grab those tickets. And uh, Susan can give you more information if you need it. So, oh, and next week is a fellowship meal, but we are thinking all the women are going to be tired of cooking. So we're going to order pizza. So <laughs> um, it will be pizza. You can add, uh, when you come, we'll just take a collection to help pay for it. Of course, if you really love cooking and want to bring something to go with pizza, we sure won't turn that away. So that's our plan for next week. Right. Thank you. And we might as well throw in that on Christmas Eve we'll have a 
service here on Christmas Eve is 6 p.m., candlelight service, communion. So spend some time together with your friends and family before you go out with your family. And if you don't have any particular plans, then after that 6 o'clock service, last about 45 minutes, we'll have candlelights and Christmas songs and then communion. And then we're going to go out to a local restaurant and just be together for a while on Christmas Eve. So if you would like to join us, we'd love to have you on that particular evening. Men of courage with that message of peace. What is that look in your eyes? Why have you come to this far away place? What is the story you would lay down your life to tell? What kind of love can this be? There is no greater love than this. No greater gift that has ever been given to be willing to die so another might live. There is no Carter, will you come and bring us the scriptures? And let's all stand as we hear the reading of the scriptures together. Sorry for all the noise. This is from Matthew 11, 1 through 11. After Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he said, sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you have, what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble or on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear fine clothes are on in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? 
Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not been anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful gift that you've given us, the life of your son shed for us. We're humbled, Lord, as we realize what has been this great, magnificent gift that's given to each of us. We ask, Lord, that you'd be in our midst today with your Holy Spirit and bless Larry as he speaks. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thank you, Russ. It's really nice to see everyone. Thank you for coming today. Brett, are you still mowing out there? Didn't have to mow this week, did you? <laughs> you took a break? I want to thank you for all you've done this summer with mowing. Would you all give him a round of applause? Thank you to Miss Susan for bringing the refreshments in this morning. It's good to have you all here. And uh, she does a great job with the children and Linda and all the rest that work with the children, Marilyn, different ones that help with that ministry. Also, a big thank you to our faithful Tech Loft man, Mr. Jason. Super J is what Susan calls him, Super J. I think she was going to bring you a present or something today. Has she given that to you yet? No? Well, I don't mean to build your hopes up, so. <laughs> if she doesn't, then I, you know, it'll be my fault, right? Hey, when's the next, uh, when is it Star Wars comes out? Okay. <laughs> He's got his tickets for Star Wars. If you have any questions about Star Wars, uh, Batman, Superman, uh, he's a connoisseur of those things and can help you out. Uh, any Star Wars fans out there among us? Oh, yes. My son, uh, actually, I think, knows more about Star Wars than just about anybody. He's a walking, uh, you know, the, how he, always you can say those lines from the movie, you know, it's like, these are not the droids we're looking for. I was in a <laughs> store the other day and looking for some particular kind of candles, and they didn't have what I was looking for. And, he was showing me other kinds. I said, well, these aren't the droids I'm, that I'm looking for, you know. The guy laughed. Of course, everybody knows that line from the Star Wars movies, you know. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to tell you how wonderful it is to see you. I just thank God for these tables and these candles and the beautiful day. Wow, what a beautiful snow. That first snow was something. Wasn't it great? I'm telling you, I got my camera, I went out into the little park down by Lincoln, Scully Park, and drove around down there and took pictures and put them on the internet and shared them. And already that picture's been seen in all throughout Illinois and uh, over in uh, Brazil where some friends of mine live. It's also made it to Pakistan. I saw this morning somebody in Pakistan was talking about how pretty it is. Beautiful time of the year. But it's also the shortened days. Have you noticed this? 4.30 rolls around. It's what? 4.30? It's dark? And it's going to get dark more tomorrow? Oh, wait a minute. The 21st of December, it just keeps getting darker and darker. You know, by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the sun's going down. This is terrible. Now, you know they have uh, what is called, what is that called uh, when you have s depression in the winter? Seasonal affected disorder or depression. I knew that you guys would know that. SAD, it's SAD, an appropriate acronym, no? 
up in Alaska. What's that? That's right. Up in Alaska, up in Canada, where a lot of these shortened days, there's serious problems there in the population because of an inordinate amount of suicide happens, an inordinate amount of alcoholism in those regions of the, of the earth. And it's because, according to what they're reading, discovering, that it's because of depression that is contributed to by a reduction in sunlight. And there's something about sunlight that when it goes into your eyes in the morning, when you open your eyes, if the sun hasn't come up yet, you can still sleep. But once the sun hits your eyes, it's almost impossible to sleep. And that's because your body creates this chemical. And I don't know the name of it. It's some kind of a, some kind of a secretion in your brain. And then you feel like you should wake up. But there are also other secretions or lack thereof that cause you to feel the blues. And we're learning about these things. We go through these things, and sometimes the best thing for us to do is if we're feeling down and, and kind of blue and sad is to maybe try to do something about the sunlight. The sunlight, we can only control, you know, we don't really have control of the weather, but they tell us that sunlight gives us a vitamin called vitamin D. Now, I don't know if anybody takes vitamin D as a supplement, but I decided, well, if sunlight gives you vitamin D, we have vitamin D milk. I'm trying to get off milk because I love it so much, and it's not helping my waistline at all, believe me, okay? <laughs> and milk with a little bit of honey in it and a little chocolate or some cream with that, you know. I buy the 1% milk or the, or the skim milk and then add cream. <laughs> There's something wrong with me, I'm telling you. Please, please pray for me, people. But I'm trying to boost my spirit. They say sugar will help, and they say that uh, vitamin D will help. So I decided that maybe I'll avoid the milk and just uh, take the vitamin D pills. And uh, also, one of the doctors said that vitamin D, you know how in the winter you get a cold, but in the summer you rarely get a cold? And they say there's a relationship between how much sunlight you get, how much vitamin D you have, because it fights off those, those things and improves your immune system. So that's good. But if you feel down, you feel depressed, it could be that part of it is that you're not getting enough vitamin D. And I'm no doctor or anything, but I decided that I would start taking some vitamin D supplements and vitamin K and vitamin this and vitamin that. And <laughs> now I'm not depressed. I mean, I, I was depressed until I took that vitamin pill, but I feel better. I'm like Bob at the beginning of the, uh, of the movie. Have you ever seen the movie, What About Bob? I feel good, I feel great, I feel wonderful. I feel good, I feel great, I feel wonderful. He's trying to talk himself into it, you know. <laughs> Have you ever tried to talk yourself into feeling better? I feel good, I feel great, I feel wonderful. <laughs> it really doesn't work very well. You know, one of the joys of my life is uh, getting together with people who I, who I like and who like me. And uh, it's good to be with you all because I always look forward to Sunday morning. It's a blessing in my life to be with you. So thanks again for coming. And there is something about the human personality, the way we're made, that by getting together, it meets some kind of an internal need that we have. We're social animals. We need each other. We can't, you know, we can't just live all by ourselves and, and be lonely and sad and get all depressed. We need one another. We need to spend some time together, right? So I encourage you to do that, especially during the holiday seasons. A lot of people, you know, 
really get depressed during the holiday season. They get depressed because it's that time of year, you know, and you're supposed to have family and it's supposed to be enjoyable, it's supposed to be delightful, and maybe you can remember back when you were a child and it was so wonderful. And now all those people that you knew have either passed away or there have been changes in your life, and now it's not so wonderful anymore. And so as we come into these holiday seasons, one of the things that I know is that with the reduced sunlight and with the problems and the emotional connections it can have with, with regard to the holidays and the somewhat disappointing things that some of our loved ones have passed who are not there now that we've always celebrated with, it really can become a time of sadness for us. So <clears throat> I'd like to speak about this subject uh, for just a couple more minutes and what can we do in order to lift our spirits and help us uh, when we get discouraged. Uh, and I'm going to go back to my Sunday night with my brother Jim over next door, and that was a great message. I probably just should have had him come over here this morning and, and, <laughs> and <laughs> preach that sermon again because he'd do a much better job than I'm going to do. But he talked about those fat cows, and then he talked about seven skinny cows. And what he did, he was likening that to our, to our experiences in life. In life, there are periods of life when, when we, it seems just like everything's going our way and everything's great and we're happy and we're full and we're fat, okay? Spiritually fat, emotionally fat, socially fat, just everything's going our way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine coming my way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. And so it is that... There are those seasons of life when you're so happy, you're so just in the moment and you just enjoy it so much. Then there are those seasons when you feel like it's skinny cow time. And, you know, instead of being full and plump and fleshly, you are skin and bones and your spirit is, is weakened and you're thirsty and you're hungry and you're starving and you just think, how can I go on? And these are real swings that everybody has, I think, much more than some of us would like to admit, you know, the ups and downs of life. I think it's normal and natural to have some of those emotional swings. And just as those seven fat cows were, just as my preacher buddy Jim said last Sunday night, as sure as there is a God, as sure as there is a God, there will be those seven skinny cows that will come up out of the river also, and there will be periods and times in your life when you're going to have famine. So you have to store up during the good times as much as you can, draw upon as much friendship, draw upon as much encouragement, spiritual fellowship, Bible reading, prayers, and so forth, so that you're strengthened with might in your inner man, as the scriptures say, so that you're able to withstand those periods in your life when you're devastated, when you're discouraged, and maybe even potentially destroyed. Now, if you feel depressed and you feel discouraged and you feel downhearted, just know you're not alone. There are others who felt that way too. And what they have found is that there is help in the Lord. I will look to the Lord from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. Amen? Amen. That's where our greatest resource lies right there with him. Now, if you look at the stories in the Bible, one of the things I like about the Bible is that it tells stories about real people who have real problems. Everybody in the Bible is not a saint. As a matter of fact, everybody in the Bible is a sinner who are <laughs> saved by the grace and mercy of God. 
Let's take some of the Bible heroes. For example, today we read about John the Baptist. And we notice that Jesus did something rather unusual. He said something about this man that I find really remarkable. Do you remember what he said about John the Baptist from the reading that we had? Maybe a refreshing of our memory. Who do you expect to meet when you went out to see John the Baptist? What kind of person were you going to run into? What kind of a guy is he? What kind of a man is this man, John the Baptist? And this is what he says. I will tell you this. Among all those born of women, there is not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Now, when did he say this? When did he say this? To John. And see, John's disciples had come to Jesus. And it was a period of, of questioning and doubt and a, a period of discouragement for John. John the Baptist was the one who was out there on the Jordan River preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he said to all of Israel, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when Jesus came down that day, he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. This is the one that I've spoken about. This is the one whose shoelaces I am not worthy to untie. This is him. Follow him. I must decrease. He must increase. This is the Jesus. This is the one I've been out here telling you about. Now, this was a high and glorious moment in John's life. There were thousands of people out there listening to him. His purposes have, of ministry have been consummated. He is completing his message to the crowds and to the people. God's calling on his life is being fulfilled. Here, behold, the Lamb of God. In that moment, could he have been at a higher crescendo to a higher point of, of spiritual glory and strength in his, all of his life? He had lived for this moment. And what a glorious, wonderful moment it was. Can you imagine? When he beheld the Savior and he baptized him in the Jordan River. Fantastic moments. Fantastic times. This is a fat cow moment, if you will. He is filled with the Spirit. Full of the sense of God's purpose and plan in his life. And then following this. Standing as a man of righteousness, he called out his, his uh, Roman ruler and said, you know, that's not right, that you should have your brother's wife. And he, so, so, you know, the whole story, how he, the girl came in and danced, and the mother was angry, and, and, and she said, uh, he said to the young woman, he said, well, I will give you whatever you want. She goes and talks to her mother, and the mother says, I want John the Baptist's head. And so... He puts, the king puts him in prison. He's in, a, he's in a dark, dank cell. He's waiting, awaiting execution. It's, it's a terrible time in his life. There's no glory. There's no sunlight. There's no cloud. There's no crowd. There's no sense of grand purpose. There's only doubt. And he begins to say to his disciples, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like things are working out very well. I thought I'd done what God wanted me to do. I thought I'd fulfilled the purpose of God in my life. My, my goodness, what is going on? Is this really the Christ or what if, what if we made a big mistake here? Begins to question and doubt. And he sent his disciples to bring this message to Jesus. And he says, are you the one or should we look for someone else? In other words, did we miss it here somewhere? Have we 
somehow strayed a, a drift in the sense of things? Why, why is it working like this? Why is this all befalling me? What's going on? Why? Why is this happening to me? What is going on? And Jesus hears his doubt, and he hears his discouragement, and he knows that this is a skinny, lean moment in John's life. And in those times of deepest despair and greatest doubt, this is what God says to people. There is nobody in all the world greater than you. And when you are in the pit and you think that this is it and that your life is empty and void of meaning and it's a helpless, hopeless situation, remember how God talks to people in those places and in those times, in those seasons of life. Remember this. There is no one more valuable and important than you. And I want you to take that for your own and apply it to your own heart and mind. Sometimes it would be nice to hear an encouraging word. Sometimes it would be nice to hear somebody say, I really like you. I really think a lot of you. You're very important to me. I think you're beautiful. I think you're a wonderful person. <laughs> and if you say that and you sincerely mean it, it's a wonderful thing to hear. I wish somebody would tell me I'm beautiful, even though I'm a man. I wish somebody would say, you know, boy, Larry, we really, really love you and appreciate you. I mean, I hear that often. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not begging for attention, but I'm telling you, there are times in my life when I knelt at the altar in prayer last Sunday night at that church next door where my buddy Jim had just preached a great message and brought that story about the skinny cows and the times of discouragement, how things can sometimes seem to turn, seem to turn and things are tough. I felt that hand on my shoulder of somebody from their congregation say, Dear Lord, bless Brother Larry. Dear Lord, encourage his heart. I don't even know who it was. It doesn't matter. But we need each other, and we need that kind of encouragement. So if you're discouraged today, this message is for you. It's to bring you encouragement. Sometimes the only place you can really find it is in the Lord. David, the wonderful Old Testament hero, he was out doing his thing, and there were a lot of battles and all this stuff that would go on in the Old Testament. You know all those stories, how things were. One day, the, the Amalekites or the, some of those ites, I can't remember which ite it was, but one of those came in and they stole all their stuff. They burned down all their houses and they took the women and the children and all the men in the whole company were ready to stone David because he was their leader and he had failed to protect the families. And everybody in the whole camp said, let's just stone David and be rid of him. He has disappointed us. He's let us down. Our leader has failed us. And the scripture says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I wrote a song a few years ago called Encourage Yourself in the Lord. When you're down and discouraged and you can't seem to get up, there's one place you can go. 
when everybody else is against you and everybody else has turned their back on you and you feel like you don't have a friend left, there's one place you can go. When everybody wants to stone you and speaks ill of you, there's one place you can go, and that's to the Lord. And it says that, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And they went forth, and he said, men, I know what we're going to do. We're going to go get back everything that was taken from us. And they did, and they did. And so in those moments when you think all is lost, you must remember, encourage yourself in the Lord. There'll be great, wonderful times of blessing. But just as Brother Jim said last Sunday, as sure as there is a God, as sure as there is a God, you will face dark days. You will face death, disappointment, disaster. But God is faithful, and his promises are eternal. We, he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will always be with us. This is the word of God to us. So encourage one another. Love each other. Be good to each other. Shake hands. Give somebody a hug. Say hello. Send out a message. Send a note. Let people know that they matter and that you care about them. Encourage yourself in the Lord and encourage others. And take some vitamin D. <laughs> this is the word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let's pray. Lord, there are times when we feel so discouraged we don't know what to do. We just think, what's the use? All this effort, all this time, all this effort to do and to be and to have all that you would want us to do and be and have, and it seems that we're falling upon hard times. It's normal for this to happen. It's natural for this to happen. Just as sure as there were seasons of blessing, there are seasons of drought, seasons, seasons of famine. But as Job said, I can't see God. He's not on my left hand. I can't see God in front of me. I can't see God behind me. I can't see God on my right hand. He's hidden himself from me. But I know this. I know this. My Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. That I know. Lord, help us to have the spirit of Job. Help us to remember in the times of loss, the times of suffering, the times of tragic misery, that you are always still there, even when we don't see you and we can't feel you. Lord, encourage our hearts. Lift us up. Keep us faithful to you even during those periods of time. And in the end, we know that we'll be richly blessed, as was Job, who received more and had more in the end of his days than he did at any time previous. He was faithful to you throughout the dark seasons of drought and famine and illness and suffering. When we're discouraged, help us to remember Job. Help us to remember Moses, who said, find somebody else. I can't do it anymore. Help us to remember John the Baptist, of whom Jesus said, there's no one greater in all the world than John the Baptist. We hear you speaking those words to us, Lord. We're thankful for that, and we're thankful for that. Thank you for your encouragement. 
Help us to be encouragers as well. In your name, amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.